Okay, I'm a little disappointed because I did a podcast uh, for my daughter. Um, it's called Birthing. When when I had her, I was 16 years old. And um, it's not going to be the same. It was a really good episode, and I like to listen to it because it was, it was genuine and funny, and, and I just liked it. Uh, she did get to hear it. Okay, so I was 16 years old. And I went into labor. And I had, I went to the hospital. I don't know how or who took me. I just remember being wheeled in a wheelchair to the birthing room. And I was like, real pride. And all these women are screaming and yelling and crying. And <coughs> I was like, shit, I wasn't screaming like that. Yeah, it hurt. It hurt like a motherfucker, okay? And uh, they took me, and they laid me on a little bed, and I was watching Bewitch till, till it was time. Yeah, I love this show, Bewitch. Oh, fuck, it's not gonna be the same. Okay, so it's time to, the, the bitches were like screaming and hollering, ah, like, can you just shut the fuck up? That's what I wanted to say. I'm like, yeah, it hurt, but goddamn. Anyway, so then, then I, they took me, and, and I don't know what that, or Marcy's dad is, maybe drinking or some shit, because they were an alcoholic. I know. Okay, so, oh, fuck. Oh, I dropped the phone on my lip. Okay, so I'm in the birthing room, and, and they're telling, they're coaching me, push, push, huff, huff. Nobody was there for me. I had no, no family, no support, no husband, no nobody. Okay, so I'm like huffing and puffing, and uh, she wouldn't come out because I was only 16. Good Lord, I was still developing, and and um and birthing, and okay, so they had to cut me. I remember that much. They cut me from my vagina to my asshole. I didn't feel a thing. I was sick. The the labor, fuck, it's harsh. Harsh on you, harsh on your body. Okay, so she finally came out. My little Marcy came out. And, uh. Okay, Marcy's calling me right now, but I'll call her later because I want to finish this bitch podcast. Okay, so I'm like, um. Giving birth to my first child, my daughter. And, um. She comes out. Oh. And they, they like, they spanked her because she was kind of purplish when she was alive. And then um, they plopped on my belly. And she's all like buttery and slimy from the umbilical cord and the, I don't know, kind of buttery. And then they take her and they clean her up. And then they bring her back in a little blanket and a little beanie. I guess they put these little beanies in all the babies. I might still have that beanie. If not, Marcy's one of the other kids. Okay, so they put the cute little beanies on them. And I'm like, oh my god. She was so beautiful. So precious. <sighs> a little angel. A little angel in my arms.
She was so hairy. Hairy. Okay, her little eyebrows and her hairline were connected. And her little back. Gosh, she looks like a little monkey. Oh my god. The most beautiful, awesome experience of my life. It hurt. Okay? Labor hurts. Everything hurts. Wow. That's my memory of my daughter. My mia. She's not, I think she's 45. I don't know. She don't celebrate birthdays any other the way. Or Christmas or you know, this bullshit. Okay. It's not the same as the original, but I'm trying to just recollect and memorize. Like have like flashes. Flashes. Okay. You're you're they're willing you and then you're birthing and then the baby. Oh god, it was so traumatizing to me and my body. But you know what? It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Okay, so I'm going to do a podcast about Trashalina. Okay, I was living in L.A. I was managing a small apartment complex over, I think it was, okay, I don't remember the address of the street. I don't know, it was 6th and Westlake. I think it was Westlake. Okay, by, by, um, by the park, MacArthur Park. Okay, anybody know MacArthur Park, L.A.? It's, it's a pretty fucked up area. Okay, homeless, drug addicts. Oh, my God. And it's, it's insane. But that's where I ended up managing an apartment. It was a nice little apartment complex, too. Okay, so, um... I didn't have a car. Um, there was nowhere to park. Um, there's the metro, the dash, the rapid. Um, okay, you can get around like, in, you just have to wait like five, ten minutes, and there's transportation for you. It wasn't that bad, except when I had to go grocery shopping. But I used to take a taxi home, and they would help me, you know. Tommy loaded in the taxi in the taxi cab or car and then unloaded for me at the gate. But I had to haul it upstairs. So I live on the second floor. Mm, it wasn't a bad gig. I didn't pay rent and I have had like a salary a small salary. But um it was not a good area. I saw a lot of stuff. The building next to us, I don't remember the name of the hotel, but it was like rat and cat infested. Okay. So, I don't know. I think they closed it down and they rehabilitated it. But I used to, I used, I had like a, a, a rev, uh, I don't know. I used to look into the apartments when I couldn't sleep. I'd turn off my light and just... And like, like I used to see like different things and different scenes. I think I almost saw a rape scene. And then one guy was throwing bottles out of the window. I don't know, he was drinking and then after he drank, drank it, he would throw it out the window. And it was very disturbing and I couldn't sleep and I fucking yelled out. I said, can you just please stop, dude? I'm trying to sleep here. 
you know and he did he did but um one time i was walking from the metro station to my apartment and i went through the sally and i saw a, a mannequin a really beautiful antique mannequin and so I was like, I always wanted a mannequin. And um, she didn't have any arms, but it was the torso, the head, and some legs. And then at the same time, there was a homeless guy going by. His name was Ducky. Ducky. And I told him, hey, can you help me take this mannequin to my house? I'll give you a doll or whatever. I took his picture, too. I have pictures. I saw documented. I used to document everything. To me, at the time I was doing photography... I wasn't an artist painter at the time. I hadn't discovered that in me. But um, Ducky put her in his little cart and took wheeled her to my place. Mm, okay, so I have now I have this mannequin. Mm. Okay, so now what am I gonna do? Okay, so we used to have a lot of kids in the complex. Um, Sandy and the 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 African family that lived across they had like three or four kids okay so they and I used to involve them and whatever I did I used to plant plant um, sunflowers one time when our turtle died I don't I remember the turtle's name we had a little funeral and we buried it in, in right there in front of the building little garden and um, I planted rosemary sunflowers I don't know okay so we had we had this mannequin now and the kids came out and what's that what's going on they were all curious and I was like okay I found this mannequin but you know what I think we need to name her she needs a name so they were like Betty Susie whatever and I was like no 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 and this this one little black little girl I forgot her. I don't know their names I forget details. I just remember the story. Okay, then she said, Trashalina. You found her in the trash? Trashalina. Perfect. We named our mannequin Trashalina. And then I painted her white with house paint because I don't have like art supplies or anything professional. So we, we painted her white you know her torso and her legs and then I took her in the house and I and I gave her eyes I cut out like eyes from a magazine and I glued them on there and I painted her some hair and, and I got her some clothes like little fetish clothes and that was that was her, 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 her mannequin and I carried that mannequin everywhere okay yeah, even when I was homeless, I put her in storage. And then we ended up in, um, in San Clemente. And she was there with us. San Clemente was nice. Okay, we had a three-bedroom, two baths, a garage, a pool. In a real nice neighborhood, in, like in the hills. It was off Pico. And, and um... It was real nice. I thought we died and went to heaven. I mean, from Santa Ana to 
from Clemente, from being homeless in LA, um, was like paradise. And there was mountains and trails, and I used to hike. And I even lost like 90 pounds, but I was also on Adderall. But that helped too, but, but I started walking and I was wearing like, shit, 365? No, 265, almost 300 pounds. And then I says, oh, fuck this shit. And I was feeling good and I had a little energy, so I started walking. I used to walk my son to the bus stop and everything hurt, my ankles, my hips my back but I, that's how I started walking him to the bus bus stop and then I started walking and hiking I used to I used to walk and hike at least five days a week maybe six days a week because they were so beautiful there was trails and mountains and it was just perfect to 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 hike and walk and exercise and get fresh air I went used to hug the trees. There was, you know, trees have energy. Trees have life. And, and, and they even have like a, a, a warmth to them. Like, I don't know. I, I, I used to put my hands on the ground, my feet on the ground, and I would just pray and give grace and pray in gratitude to the Mother Earth and my Creator. Anyways, okay, so Trashalina was a part of our life. Um, for Thanksgiving, she was at the dinner table. And then when I had my first art show at Luis Rodriguez and Trini Rodriguez um, bookstore, Tia Chuchas, in Silmar, in the valley. Okay, that's another story. We'll talk about that later. Okay, so Trashalina was there. She was part of the art. And then, I don't know what happened. She just got, I don't know what happened. Her, she was old and she cracked and and I moved and, you know, I don't, I, I did throw her away, but I kind of regret it. It's, you know, Trashalina, we used to dress her up and put wigs on her. And, and include her in, in, in events. And then I eventually did throw her away. It, it was time and <laughs> I miss Trashalina. She knew all my secrets, okay? But she never talked because she was a mannequin. But um, I just was thinking about her. I wish I could put a picture of her. You could go into DeviantArt, Maria, Reina, no, M. Reina, DeviantArt.com. I have pictures of her in there, and I have pictures of her on my Facebook, Maria Reina. Okay, and she was just, she was just a part of our life. And I was thinking about trusting, and I was talking to my friend Strong Eagle, and he was just laughing and like, he was just busting up. But we have good memories. The kids remember. I asked Angela, you remember Trashalina? Yeah. And Julian too. You remember Trashalina? Yes. Oh, I love Trashalina. I hope she's a medic in heaven. Okay. So I'm doing a podcast because I have like these memories and flashes 
I don't remember all the details, but I know the stories. Okay, so I was talking to my son Julian and telling him a lot of stuff. And he listens, kind of. But sometimes he falls asleep. Anyway, I want to talk about when I was living in Yuma, Arizona. I was living with Irene and Gordo and her kids in a trailer. In a trailer, okay? It was like a shitty little trailer. But one time... Um, it was, it was alright for a while, but, um, then I won the lottery, and, I, and that's another story, and I had, a, and I moved up. Okay, so, I went out one, one day, in the evening, and, and they had a septic tank, and the shit was overflowing, and there was toilet paper, and shit coming out, and it was all, like, swampy. Oh, my God, that's not the worst. The worst, there was a bunch of toads. Okay, toads are not like frogs. Frogs are cute. I can handle a frog, but toads, they look like turds. Nasty fucking things. And they were all over. I could barely, I had to like step around them. Or I would have squished it. If I would have squished one, I would have like fucking shit. Right there. From disgust. Okay, so I got in my car. What was I driving then? I don't remember. I don't know, I have so many cars. That's another story. Okay. So I get in my car and I get the fuck out of there. And I don't know where I went. I think I went to my friend uh, Mary Ellen's house. Okay, I was working at Kmart. And it was a pretty decent job. It wasn't, it wasn't a bad gig. I used to like dress the mannequins and decorate. And, and I kind of did what I want. I was the manager, department manager of the millinery. Millinery's hats and purses and shit like that. Okay, I knew what millinery was, so I went there. Okay, so I go to my friend Mary Ellen's house, because it was uh, New Year's. And then, um, okay, we're celebrating. Okay, okay, before that, it was Christmas, and we had a Christmas party, a, a Kmart Christmas party. And we all show up, and her brother Julio, okay, I like Julio, and Julio liked me, but he was married. She was married to a gill. Okay, the gill sisters, you don't fuck with them. They will fucking shank you, gang off on you, kill you, and they don't care if they go to prison. I'm just saying. Okay, well, me and him, we had a slow dance. And uh, it was nice. But the wife finds out. Yeah, and Maria and Isabel. I don't know what the fuck they call me at that time. I used to go by Isabel, my Mary. No, I wasn't going by Mary yet. I was going by Isabel. Chavela. My family called me Chavela. Okay, so we're at this Christmas party. And we, we have a little slow dance. And then we go outside and we talk for a bit. But we didn't make out. We didn't pet. We didn't do nothing. Because I was scared of the gills. Especially this bitch. Okay, so. Uh, then it, it's New Year's. Okay, Christmas to New Year's. And I go to Mary Ellen's house. She was my good friend. I really like Mary Ellen. I don't know what happened. We just kind of like drifted apart and grew apart. And Yolanda, I don't know what happened to Yolanda. Okay, so I'm there at the New Year's party and we're bringing these strawberry margaritas. Okay, and I'm slamming the things. And then, um, Debbie, I think her name was Debbie. Debbie Gill. I don't remember exactly. 
Okay, so she, she's like, sits next to me. Because I heard, I heard that you, you and, um, her husband, or whatever her last fucking name is, you guys had a slow dance. Like, it was just a dance. I mean, we didn't mess around. I didn't, like, we didn't cheat on you or nothing. So I was, I was kind of scared. I'm like, fuck. This cabrona's gonna shank me over here if I go out. Okay, so I, I drank my last margarita, and I left as quick as I could. Because these, the gills are scary. They're known. They're known. And, um, whatever. I heard about it. Okay, so I, I go home to the trailer. I don't know how I got home. I was, I was, I was really buzzed on margaritas, strawberry margaritas. And I get there. I don't know how I got there. I'm lucky I made it and got no DUI or whatever. Okay, so I wake up in the morning. Nobody, no, no, I got there, nobody's home. I don't know where Gordo and Irene and the kids are. I really don't know, maybe another party, another event. Okay, so I wake up in the morning, like, I don't know, like five or six in the morning? And I'm on their, on their bed. I had my own room. I'm not sure where Marcy was. Maybe with her dad. Oh, I don't know. Anyways, so I wake up and the door is open, the front door to the uh, trailer, and no more, no, no more rana, no more sapos, no more nothing. Okay, I guess the shit tank went down and the, and the sapos disappeared. Okay, so I go out to my car and there's this my car door is open and there's a big puddle of vomit pink vomit the margaritas okay it came out okay so i wash i wash that and I'm like fuck and i close the door and i go back in the trailer and i you know i take a shower and i go to my room and i'm like what the fuck oh god i'm lucky to be alive i'm really really lucky that was one of those times that i didn't know how i got there how i got home how i drove no dui n no cops and no nothing okay i cleaned all the shit up and went to my room and just shut the fuck up and and rested okay so. i'm a sucker i try to help people that don't even help themselves Okay, I had Marcella, Shango, Ramon, Saul, and maybe some other people. And I try to help them, but they don't help me. They just fucking take advantage of me and use me. And they're like, fuck. Okay, so I'm kind of done. I'm not helping nobody out. No fucking couch for anybody. Mm. Just say, say, you know, help yourself. Get a fucking job. Take care of your kids. Pay for your phone. Pay for your storage. Don't expect other people to do it for you. Shit. Oh my God. Okay, so I'm kind of done. I don't want nobody here. Nobody in my fucking couch, 
Nobody on my fucking bed. Okay, it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. I try to help. I try to help homeless people. Okay, and they don't help themselves. I had people here up six months, and they'd like just. Okay, yeah, we drank. Yeah, we partied. Yeah, so fucking what? Well, do something. Give me a fucking fifty or hundred or something. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Just saying. Just tired. People are using me and abusing me and taking advantage of me. Okay. So I went to the dentist like a month ago, the oral surgeon. And they took out like five teeth. Okay, so I have four teeth now on top. The bottom, the bottom ones are good. But the top ones, okay, I have two molars way in the back. And I have two little teeth over here on the left side. But they don't look too good. Okay, so I, I'm on Medi-Cal. Okay, we're poor here. And they don't, they won't, they won't replace them. They won't, they don't pay for nothing. You're like toothless now like a hillbilly fuck what the fuck is that shit all about it's fucking i'm just saying i, I don't even want to go there okay okay well i need teeth that's all i know and i have a couple options there's a place in la but i remember where it is it's like a an african neighborhood and they have all this African stuff, and African food, and African clothes, and African art. And then there's this little, um, little, little, I don't know. They, they make the teeth there. It's like a, uh, they make them there. And it's real cheap. And it's real weird. Okay, you, you, you don't make an appointment. They don't, they only take cash. So it's like kind of shady. Okay, so you go, you put your name on, on a list. They call you, they look at you, they assess you. Okay, so you go in through this, there's like this makeshift wall, like that little plywood or something. Okay, so there's like a hole there. And then you go through there, and you go through this black black um, curtain. And then there's a dentist there. Okay, she doesn't speak English. She only takes cash. And no appointments. Okay, so so you like sit in the chair. No, it's it's, it's a nice little like little dentist, whatever going on. Okay, so um. Okay, so you go, and and they they gave me like these like all my front teeth for three hundred dollars. This is like a long time ago, but then then the teeth got rotten and and decayed and the the. The plaque needed to come off, and okay, so I have like no teeth in the front. Big fucking gap. Okay, it's not cute. It's not pretty. Okay, <clears throat> I just don't remember where it is. I know I went. I went on the on the four hundred five, the Santa Monica freeway, and then I don't know where I got off. I can't remember the name of the street. Um, I I looked it up on the internet. And I couldn't find it. Okay, so. My other option is going to Tijuana. Tijuana. Okay, my doctor wants to charge me a thousand one hundred for acrylic teeth, a little fake little pinchy plaque, 
like, God, a lot of fucking money. My budget is not that much. I have, I have a budget. Okay, so I can go to Tijuana. I already contacted Dennis. And, um, so, okay, I have four teeth on top. I need a plaque. How much? Just give me an estimate and I'll, and I'll go over there. And they said, okay, 300 for the acrylic, 500 for for whatever else, gloves, better uh, teeth. And I'm like, fuck, that's like half the price. That's not bad. Okay, so my other option is Virginia. Virginia Estrellas. I, I, I've talked about her before. Well, she's hooked up. She knows uh, human trafficked women and domestic violence women. And, and uh, I guess her husband's like beat him up and knocked the teeth out. And she takes him to the dentist in Tijuana. And it's almost free. You have to pay something. But she says, I could take you. But I have to go with you. Mm, I'm not going to be the same as here. I'm not going to be like a thousand. Okay. So that's my other option. But. I was talking to Jean-Pierre. I met him at a detox rehab program. And I guess he's French, Jean-Pierre. Sounds French to me. Okay. So he's like, oh, you need teeth? I know a dentist. And he'll help you. But, but, fuck. He works out of his, his garage. I'm like, what? A fish garage? Okay. No, no, no. It's cheap. It's affordable. He he helped me. I got teeth now. Whatever. So I'm like, okay, okay. Hook it up. Hook it up. I'm gonna assess it. I mean, that's an option too. What's my other option? Oh, another options. The place in LA, which I can't remember, Medina and Tijuana, and and Trump here now. So tomorrow. Um. It's okay, hook it up. I want to see. If I, can get, if I don't have to go to Tijuana, I won't. I don't want to go to Tijuana. Tijuana sucks. Okay. So, Jean-Pierre is going to hook it up. He's I have to go with you. We have to make an appointment. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. So, tomorrow, I'm going to see a dentist. <laughs> or a teeth person. Specialist, something. They're not gonna do oral surgery. The oral surgery is done. It's all healed. I'm ready for some teeth. Okay, I look, I look like a fucking jack-o'-lantern, and that's not cute. Not pretty. I'm just saying. Okay. So tomorrow, I'm gonna, me and Jean Pierre are going to go assess the situation. How much? What do you want? Okay, I can give you some fucking cash here. Whatever. But I'm not gonna pay no more than three hundred. To go to a garage? <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. Well, you know, there's options. I'm looking at all my options. Tijuana, the garage dude, fucking LA. Okay. I don't want to go to Tijuana. I really don't. But I will go if I have to. And just hang out and some camarones or some shit over there while I'm there. But tomorrow I'm going to see the dentist in the garage. I'm, I'm kind of a little scared and a little skeptic, but you know what? 
this is my op one of my options. Something happening here But what it is ain't exactly clear Oh Okay, this song is so prolific I mean, is this from the 60s or 70s? I don't think I know It's from the Forrest Gump soundtrack But it's, um So you're talking about the same old shit going on now Wars, fires, weather, COVID Fuck we're fucked, you guys. And we did it to ourselves. You know, yeah, this, it's the corporations. Yeah, the oil companies. Yeah, the, the fucking war machine for war, profit, and greed. But you know what? We also consume the gas. If we stop consuming the gas, the oil companies would, would go down. And the same shit with the racists. They, didn't they just fucking storm the fucking capital? What the fuck is that shit? My terrorist motherfuckers come over here on fucking ships, Santa Maria, La Pinta, uh, Mayflower, whatever the fuck they came in. They're, they're ancestors, okay? They're not native. They're white, racist, supremacist, KKK assholes. And they think they run the, they think they own the country. Well, I don't think so, fucker. You know what? The Chicanos, the Mexicans, the um, the black, um, the natives. We're gonna fucking unite. It's fucking time. She has to end. Okay, we're sick of your white supremacist, fucking stupid, fucking genocide, colonizing, disease bringing, fucking shit. Okay, we're fed up. We. We, we've taken too much of this. And you brought the blacks over here. Oh, you want the blacks to go back to their country and their nation? Well, who the fuck brought them over here? You fucking slavery motherfucker country. Because you're too lazy to do your own fucking labor and cotton and whatever the fuck it is you had them do, working for free, and, and in nursing your babies because your bitches hadn't, were dry and had no milk. I don't know. It's just the shit. Fucking... You fucking assholes think you're the fucking superior race? Yeah. Superior at what? At fucking shit up. Every you, everywhere you fucking go, you colonize, you genocide, you murder people, disease them with whatever the fuck you brought over here. Fucking Columbus, gonorrhea. Okay, this shit happened. Just don't fucking talk about it. Nobody talks about it. It's like... Like swept under the floor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Jews, yeah, that happened because these people are like outspoken about it, talking about it, and um, I admire Aunt Frank for writing her little diary and she talked about what went down. Okay, and I believe everything she says because she was a young girl, very impressionable, and. Um, <clears throat> God, I just saw a magazine with that Frank on it. I should have bought it. Because Marcy loves that Frank. Yeah. One time I came home from work. And she was crying in front of the TV. And she was she was watching a Frank. And, and she said she was Jewish. Like, that's Jewish? You're fucking Mexican. What the fuck are you talking about? Anyways, she just felt it. She felt it deeply and profoundly. It's 
broken cars and people going by. Okay. So, um, okay, I'm, I'm kind of done here. I'm just kind of going off right now. It's early in the morning. Beachy gate. I was trying the, the gate code. We have a gate code. Half of the time it's broken, but it's working now. But it's, I punched the number and like, I just, I'm sitting out here doing a podcast because I can't get in my fucking apartment. Okay, so I was talking to Angelo when I was living in Yuma. I worked at a nursing home. It's not 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 cute, not beautiful. It's not a good story, but it really happened. I worked at a nursing home with the viejitos, the convalescent home. I forgot the name of the convalescent home, the address. I don't remember the details. I just know the story. Okay, so these viejitos. So traumatizing to me. I never want to end up in a nursing home. You put me in a nursing home, I'll run away. I'll get a gun and shoot myself. Do not put me in a nursing home. I'm just saying. Okay, these hijitos, they couldn't go to the bathroom. They were like constipated. And we used to like sit them on the toilet and we'd, we'd turn on the water and sink and maybe that, that maybe like inspired them to pee or something. <sighs> so okay, but they were so constipated and they couldn't go because they don't move. They're like catatonic in their bed. So we had to like, um, fuck. Okay, we had to put gloves on and, and dig the shit up. It was like dry and hard and they couldn't go. They just couldn't go. And I'm like, fuck, am I really fucking doing this? No, okay. So we did that. And they're like, oh my god, if I ever fucking end up here, I would rather die. And some of them, they were, they, they rotted like fruit, like a pear or an apple. And, and they would put like these heat lamps on them to dry the, the, the wounds. And it was like so fucking gross. And I was like, oh my fucking god. Am I gonna end up like that? Please. 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 I don't wanna end up like that. You can't shit, you can't piss, and you're rotting. Like fruit. It was so, so depressing. And they also had like a psych ward. They had a, a special ward. And they had like these psychotic schizophrenic people. And then they're like screaming and hollering and imagining things. And there was a couple patients that were re- really, really, really bad. And um, there was this one man and his eyes were like twirly. He, I don't know, like, um, what's that big movie? The um, Alice in Wonderland, the cat uh, or, or the caterpillar. His eyes were like trolly. Okay, well this guy's eyes were trolly. And and I'm like in there trying to help him, trying to clean him. Just because we had to like, we had to clean him. It was called pericare. And you have to wipe their privates. Okay, so we had to do that. And um, I don't know, it was, it was gross. Some of the cabronas kind of liked it. 
some of the, old, the more wiser ones that weren't so dimensional. Okay, so this guy, and I'm like, I go in this room, and I say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to, um, you know, take care of you and wipe you and and clean you. And then he's like, looking up in the sky, and no, in in on the ceiling, and he's like, Did you see that cat? I'm like, what are you talking about? No, they were like psychologically dementia. Dementia, schizophrenic, I'm not sure. And he's like, yeah, there's a cat right there. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And he's serious. Serious as can be. I'm like, fuck. I don't see no beach cat. And there was this other lady. Um, I think she was Mexican. But she didn't like being cleaned or washed or nothing. And um, one time um, she threw a glass of water on me in my face. I'm like, God damn. So I threw a glass of water at her. And she was like, she was all like chronic. And she, she thought, she thought she was the, she was friends with the president of Mexico. And she's like, oh, presidente. And she thought, I don't know who the fuck she thought I was. She was in dementia too, and schizophrenic, and just psychotic. And then she would call me, she called me up by a name. I don't remember. And I'm like, yeah, 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 we kind of, kind of go along with it. And I'm like, okay, we're gonna go, you need to go to the bathroom, we need to wash you up. And she got all freaked out and, and, and uh, violent. Mm-hmm. So it was like real, real fucked up. Okay, God damn. That was the weirdest job I ever had. I, I had many, many jobs. My first job was sorting tomatoes. My second job was sorting oranges. Uh, when I got divorced, I, was, I worked at Kmart. I worked at this place, this convalescent home. But the convalescent home scared me. It traumatized me. I don't, I don't forget these stories because it was real dramatic and traumatic to me. And I'm like, I don't know, ever fucking want to end up in a fucking place like this. I'd rather die. Okay, so we have we we have a cat. His name is Ruckle. I love Ruckle so much. She's beautiful and, and white, and her little ears are black. And I don't know. He's just the most awesome cat. Well, we also had other cats, but for some reason or something, they run away. Okay, we had Butt Butt. He's so cute. Oh, I miss Butt Butt. Okay, that's what we call him. And then we had the little black one. Um, oh my God, what was his name? I forgot the cat's name. Milo. Jul Julia names all the cats. I don't know why he comes up with them. He names them. Okay, so we had Milo, and he was so cute. And we had him was a little black baby, a little black cat. Cute, cute, cute. And he was mostly like attached to Julian. That was mostly Julian's cat. Okay, so, I don't know, I don't know, he started, she started like jumping on the, on the balcony, because we live on the third floor, and then he jumped on the roof, and then he'd be gone like all day, I don't know what he did, but he would always come back, and one time, Sam put all these plants and stuff there, and I don't think he knew how to get back, he couldn't get back, because there's plants and, 
and bush it there and um, stuff and um, I don't think he, he, he knew how to get back so I, I think he went down the bush cause there's like this Christmas tree looking bush tree thing by our, by our balcony and I think I don't know where he went but he never came back and we're like where, where, where's Milo he hasn't been here all day what happened to him and when I go, oh man, I don't know. I'm. I hope. I pray and I hope that somebody found him, because he was fixed and he was trained, you know, to poop in the box, and he was he was a good little cat, but he was wild. He ran and jumped, and knocked everything down, and jumped on on, on Rocco like a horse. Riding him, it's <laughs> crazy. I don't know. I don't think Rocco ever got used to him or like them. But they used to play and wrestle and and rough around, you know, like that. And uh, I don't know. Marcy got these two little cats, a little white one, and and she she called them. What did she call them? Bowie, like David Bowie. And the little girl that she takes care of called him Blowy. And I thought, that's cute, Blowy. Like, I don't know, like, like Blow. The, the movie Blow, like cocaine or something. Alright, but she has this little white cat. I don't know, she renamed him like twice. But I like Blowy. And, um, she has another little cat. I forgot his name. Mm, I forgot. But they're so cute. She got him in uh, Compton, and they were all like flea infested, and and she cleaned them and took them. I don't know if she got them fixed or not, um, but I know she the fleas, and they were like, oh, they're so beautiful. I want another cat, but what if he runs away? And they're gonna be like all sad and all depressed and just missing her. A little pussy pussy. Okay. So I know Julian. That was Julian's cat. Milo. And, um... I could hear Julian crying. I could hear him through my wall. Because he has the room next to me. And he would be, like, crying. And so sad. Missing Milo. And then he'd go out in the morning. And then look for him. And take him to water out there and cat food, but, but I don't think, I don't think Milo was the one eating it. I think it was a pinchy beaver or some raccoon or some shit eating the food. And then he finally, like, just, he finally gave up. And I, I put some signs by the mailbox, missing kitty, you know, and here's our phone. And if you guys see a little black kitty, and Julia made this really cute little poster it was there like for for a couple of weeks, and I guess they finally took it down. Hmm. I'm so sad. I hope Milo got a little home. And some little child is just loving him and appreciating him. I'm just saying. I'm just thinking about Milo. But I want another cat. But oh man, when they run away or they they go or something. It hurts. 
They're like family. Pets are family. That's what I like to say. Okay. So I'm gonna do this little podcast. Because I'm just... I'm having a hard time going to sleep. I'm resting. And I just want to, like, talk about some stuff. Okay. So... I know, I know, I know I cuss. I'm sorry if I offend people. I was just part of the story. You know, like, that's, that's just how I am. All right, so, this, this, um, what? I'm doing a podcast. Okay, so, okay, this will happen. This should happen. Okay, there was uh, the Jews and the genocide and the war. And all that's not about. Everybody knows about that. They teach you that in school. But what they don't teach you in America, in the United States, is the natives. The natives. Okay? There was a genocide here. But I don't know. Just just like shove that under the the pinchy rug and don't talk about it and don't teach about it. Well, at least I wasn't taught. Some people say, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were taught. Well, Well, I don't remember. Anybody saying a damn thing about the native genocide, American natives. So um, I'm just like talking about that because we need to teach that in history. We need to teach our children. They need to know the shit that went down. You know, all they talk about is Columbus. Columbus Day. Oh really? Well, Columbus lost. He thought it was in India, and uh, brought diseases. And rape the, the native women. They don't talk about that. So anyway. Uh, yeah. That happened. Yeah. And I talk about it all the time. Any chance I get. I don't cuss and all that. But I do talk to my kids. And I talk. Um, I'm an art teacher. And sometimes I, I, we, we incorporate. I incorporate history with art. Any way I can. I mean, you know, it's pretty graphic and pretty um, dark. It's like a dark. Okay, and then the Negros, they brought them over here. Uh, I don't know who the fuck they The pinche gabachos, pinche white people. White man, white man think they're superior? Superior what? At, at genocide? And diseases and, and all that really that's what you're good at and now this, the same shit going on now they think this is their country no you pendejos came over here on boats your ancestors and your families this is not your land you came here. You invaded. You're the finchy immigrants. And you um, genocide. And colonized. And diseased us. The rural natives. Okay, this is stuff in Mexico. People forget that California, Nevada, New Mexico, Texas was all Mexico. No. It's our land. No, it's really fucking not. You know, it's really not. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I'm cussing. I hate it, but it's part of the story. It's part of the story. Oh, God. Just, just 
call me. I don't want to cuss. I hate cussing, but and I apologize for that. No, this is not your run. You think she KKers, white supremacist, fucking rushing the capital? You need to get the fuck out of here. This is not your run. I'm just saying, and it happened, and not not much is being talked about it anymore. But. You know what? Putos, scoleros, colonizers, genociders. Oh my god. If if we got together all the all the Mexicans, all the negros, all the blacks I'm sorry negros. Did I say negros? I'm sorry to say that. Okay, all the blacks, blacks black lives matter. If we all got together and and the natives the natives, it's time. It's time to rise. And I'm there with you. Okay, the pipelines and all that bullshit going on and all these little babies being found in um, those boarding houses. Why is there a reason for a graveyard in a school? Okay? A lot of shit went down. And it, it's, nobody talks about it, not really. Sometimes you hear about it, but it's not taught. A graveyard? At a school site? In a boarding house? Really? Really? Someone's calling me. Okay, I've been putting off doing this podcast because it was, um, it's very personal. And it was not a good experience, but I, I want to, I need to get it out, out of my system. Um, last weekend, I got a, a UTI, urinary tract infection. So it was very uncomfortable and painful and just, 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 just annoying. And then um, I had a reaction to my psych meds. I'm I'm on some meds. Um, I'm not like I'm pretty open about my mental health. I talk about it in, in at the Bowers, at the Chicano Axis, Health Axis. I'm an advocate for mental health because I know about it. I experience it. I've been living with it for a long time. It's unmanageable, and I've been functional. But um, I had a, a, a reaction. I was hallucinating. And it was not a good experience. It scared me. I was seeing things. I wasn't hearing anything. So I know I'm not schizophrenic. It was just a reaction. So I was like seeing things imagining things it started with the painting because i have three paintings in my room and they're all self-portraits they're on the right wall <clears throat> and one of them i noticed like it looked different i like something's wrong with that painting and then it started like 
like changing and then it started like a, a slideshow before in front of me and I'm like I'm like what what's going on okay so I, I kind of like I kind of ignored it and uh, I'll say I'll look at it in the morning you know because it looked like somebody had pasted um, magazine clippings or something over it over my original art and I thought maybe Marcy did it but no she did it I haven't looked at it anyways so in the morning around four in the morning this I'm sorry to say that I hate to use derogatory words but he's playing this fucking I love music of all genres all genres English, Spanish, French uh, Marilyn Manson Mozart um, everything I love it all but this music was like fucking annoying it was like they were fucking stomping fucking cucarachas with these pinchy curly boots that get there before they do and it wouldn't stop it, it felt like it went on and on and on and on and it woke me up and it was so annoying and i was facing i was um, laying on my right side uh, facing the wall and i looked up at my painting and the painting was animated and ta and talking but there was no audio thank god or I would have shit my pants if I would have heard a voice fuck that okay so it's like talking and it's like it has facial expression and it's moving this is a painting and then then the eyes are closed on the painting it's a painting of myself with a red towel and um and then, um, and then the painting, she, me, opened, opened her eyes. And I was like, oh my God. And they were like, like rolling back and, and around. They weren't all the way open. They were just kind of, kind of open. And she's mouthing something. I don't know what she was, what, 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 what she was saying. And the more I stared at it, the creepier it got. And I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Oh my God. So I just turned around. I couldn't handle it anymore because I was creeping out. This was like exorcist scary to me. Okay, so I turned around. Oh God. It was so terrorizing, traumatizing to me. I called my son Angelo, like at four in the morning. Pobrecito, these kids are like traumatized by me already. I call him, I tell Mijo, Mijo, can you please come to my room? Please, please help me. So he comes like, what? Oh, half asleep, pobrecito. And I tell Mijo, can you please remove that painting from here? It's, 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 it's talking, it's moving, its eyes are rolling, it's scaring me. I'm scared. And take that other one, the other one where I'm hugging the tree, because if it opens its eye, I'm going to be real scared because it has like an extra big eye. I don't know why I drew a big eye. So he takes the paintings. I go back to sleep. And then I, I roll over again. And I'm looking at the middle one. 
I'm looking at the middle one, and then they all start talking and rolling their eyes. I'm like, oh my fucking God. I'm like really hallucinating, like a real bad acid trip, and I, it wasn't good. It was scary. And then I roll on my other side, and I'm looking at the prints. I have like a collage of prints, like I did like a little tribute to prints. Okay, so Prince starts moving. And he's wrapped around my thigh, his ex-wife, leg, thigh, kissing her ass, and singing. Okay, so they're singing. But the Prince one didn't scare me because he kind of did a concert. And then there were other artists, Tina Turner, David Bowie, other artists. And he's like rocking this shit. And I'm like, oh, hell yeah, this, is, this, this one's not scary to me. Not, not at all. It was like a, a, a live concert by Prince. And I always wanted to go to a concert by Prince. Oh, God. But I needed the other one removed. Because it, it, the other one scared me. They were all twitching and, and facial expressions and rolling their eyes and moving and talking. and But not saying nothing. I, I, the Prince was a little audible. I could hear some of the music. When doves cry and stuff like that, um, and um, and other things too. The I swear to God, I went to the bathroom, and I swore the toilet was leaking, leaking in the back, squirting like broken, and there was a puddle, of, a lot of water everywhere, and I put towels everywhere, and I'm like. And I called the, the, the maintenance at 10 in the night. And I told him, the, the toilet's leaking. I'm afraid it's going to leak downstairs. Can you please send someone? There's an emergency. Okay, Julian goes in there. He says, Mom, nothing's leaking. There's no water on the floor. I imagined the fucking shit. What number did you call? So he canceled the call. I imagined the shit. And then, like, the next day... I'm sitting on my bed, and my door is cracked open, and I see a little boy, a little blonde boy with glasses. And I say, hi. And I wave. And he waved back. I'm like, who's that little boy? And I call Julian, and I call baby girl, and they're all busy. Oh, they don't answer her. They're tired of my shit. I thought maybe someone was visiting Sam, and they had a little boy. No, my little boy. And then later I'm by my computer and I see three people, uh, a, a girl and two kids. And then, and then the girl and the, one of the boys, I don't know where they went. And, and I see the little boy sitting there like playing a game or something. And I go to the kitchen, turn the light on, nothing, nothing there. And then later at night, I imagine three, I think it was three, three young people, three young men, young guys, and two girls, and, and cats, and baby cats. I think it was like, I don't know how many pinchy cats. I've been imagining cats since the beginning. Okay, well, they're playing with the cats in my room. They're all in the room and talking to me, and we're all having a conversation, but it's weird. They, they were like, like, they couldn't hear or something, so they kind of like, so we kind of like nodded and, and communicated that way. That's weird too. 
and um, and and then um, some of them leave. But one, I imagine one person on the couch, and then I imagine another person sitting in my room. It's not a chair, but there's like a, a, a I don't know, like a makeshift chair. Well, that person sat there all night, and I would like wake up, look up, still there, because uh, I wake up every every so often. And still there, it was a young guy with with long hair. Cause I hang up with, I hang out with different groups of people, young people, of different ages. And uh, in the morning, he was gone. And I asked the kids, "Was there people here? Was, did you guys see the cats, Mom? No cats, no people." I'm like, "Fuck! Oh my god!" So that that was kind of what's been happening with me. But it was very scary. Well, it's over. I haven't had any more, um, any more, um, whatever. Any more. I haven't been seeing anything for a couple of days. So I'm hoping this was just a, an episode. And I don't ever want to go through that again. Ever. Okay, I'm going to do a little podcast. I haven't done a podcast in a couple of days. Um, the tongue, and the nails. Sometimes when I get very irritated and upset at people, I want to lash out. With my tongue and my nails. I have very sharp nails. But I have some friends. I'm not going to name any names. Hmm. I don't know where I'm going. Okay, I'm feeling better though, which is good. I'm not hallucinating, not imagining anything, not seeing nothing. It's been over a week now. But for a while I was hallucinating. Oh, because it was a reaction to the medication. My segment. But I think I'm good now. Okay, so people sometimes... Oh, oh no, I oh, know, I don't know where to go. Okay, they use you. I have a friend, and it's all about this friend, and um, she, he, she. Okay, I want to say she. Okay, they use me. Can you do this? Can you dance? Can you help me? Can you do this? No, I'm tired. Do your own fucking shit. Nobody does shit for me. I don't ask anybody to vent my shit. I gotta go set up, put the pinchy tent, put the fucking tables, and show up. I'm not gonna be at the hour walk because my Yenisita's not there. My Yenisita, okay? If Yeni's not there, I'm not there. But I'm gonna be at the um, uh, artist's uh, alley next week. I'm not ready for nobody. And don't ask me. I have my things that I want to band, and my paintings, and my art, and I'm just saying. I need to talk to people. I need to clear things up. I'm not happy with certain situations. Family, and friends, and 
I need to clear things up. And I, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Okay, we have this little Pinchy Family Cagada podcast, whatever. And um, uh, one of my little nephews, my favorite nephew, was marching around like a little soldier. And I made a comment. So, oh, real cute. It's not cute to me. You're going to send him to war for profit, greed, and power? And, my, and, and somebody in my family went off. You know, they think it's cute? No, it's not. It's just stupid. That's how it fucking starts. You want, why don't you send your fucking kids to war? And come and maybe come back, maybe not. I'll, no legs, no arms, PTSD. Yeah. I would never support or want my kids to go to war. Profit, greed, and power. There's no peace. Never gonna be peace. Especially in the fucking middle fucking east. Okay, so I'm gonna do a podcast about this weekend. Um, my friend Emilio, he's my tattoo artist and a friend. And um, we have another friend that's a musician, composer, poet. No, no, he, 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 he gets down with the lyrics. He has talent. I, I see talent when I see talent. Okay, so he's like, okay, Sanguinario. I think that's his name. Sanguinario, Sanguinario. Okay, he, he got, um, he has diabetes. And um, I don't know what else. And they cut his, one of his toes off. Not the fat one, the one next to it, the long one. And he's like kind of sad, kind of depressed. Nobody calls him, nobody visits him. Well, yeah, because he lives over there in Pinchy Hammond. Who's going to go over there? And um, I mean, you called me yesterday. He's like, what are you doing? I'm just going to take a nap with my cat, you know. I, I don't do much. I don't really socialize. Okay, so he's like, you want to go visit uh, Sanguinario? And we go to Hammond, and his mom's in Mexico, and, and he has the whole house to himself. Sure, you know, he, he volunteered to pay for the, for the gas and and whatever. So we put gas. No, I had gas already. So we go over there. It took like, it took a little longer than usual because there was, um, I don't know, traffic. Wow. Okay, so it took us like two hours instead of an hour and a half. Okay, so we get there. And then, um, Sanguinario, he's happy to see us and, you know, receives us. And, ay, que bueno que vinieron, and whatever. And then, um, I sit down next to him on the couch. It's a nice little house. Very cozy and quaint and family-oriented. Okay, so I sit next to him. And he's like, so what's the going on with you? I heard you have some like health issues or something. Cause I guess Emilio commented something. He's like, yeah, I got a UTI. He's like, oh, what's that? Urinary tract infection. And I have to go pee like every minute. Okay. And then I'm talking about my, uh, My experience that I had a couple weeks ago with uh, medication, psych, me- psych medicine, 
I had like a reaction to the meds. I was like hallucinating real, real bad. And I was scared. Okay, scared me. I don't want to talk about it. And I'm not going to go deep into it. So I'm explaining to him what I'm seeing. And then he calls me a schizophrenic. And he goes, well, that pissed me off. I'm not schizophrenic. Okay, I know about me mental health. This was a reaction. Oh, you're schizophrenic. Schizophrenic. You keep saying this shit. And I'm like, can you stop? I'm not schizophrenic. It wasn't a schizophrenic episode. It was a reaction to the medication. And he just wouldn't stop. And I go, you know what? I shut down. And you're not listening and not comprehending what I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And I shut down. I don't want to talk about it no more. I was telling him about what I saw and what I felt and, and whatever. But he wouldn't stop. Okay, and Emilio's like, what the hell? We just got there and we're like, already like debating and arguing and at each other's throats practically. Okay, so, um, so we go visit, visit him and then we're talking about my teeth. Because I'm missing teeth. I'm going to go to Tijuana, I'm going to get it replaced. Not a big deal. It had nothing to do with you. But he says, why did they pull them out? Because they were rotten? Bad hygiene? No dentist as a kid? Okay. So I'm talking about that. And my friend Regina Isaias. And she's a human trafficking survivor. And then Emilio, like, interrupts us. I wasn't even talking to Emilio. And he's like, okay, this is negative, negative, negative. What do you fuck? We're, we're talking. They cut his toe off. I have no teeth. Okay, I'll try my phone for you. Okay, so I'm like, it's reality, dude. That's okay, you know, I didn't come here to talk negativity. I'm like, okay. Well, you want to just talk about SpongeBob or something stupid? I don't know. Okay. So, um, so I shut down. Okay, I'm gonna say shit. You practically told me to shut the fuck up. He didn't say it in those words, but that's how I interpreted it. Okay? So I'm like, I'm gonna say nothing. Nothing good, nothing bad. Watch SpongeBob. Watch SpongeBob. Whatever. Okay, so then, then him and Emilio, I don't know what, I'm not sure what happened, how I went down, but him and Emilio kind of like wear each other's throats too. It was like a bad movie, that movie, um, Living and Loathing in Las Vegas with Johnny Depp and Benicio de Toro with all the drugs. But it was like surreal. Okay, so then they're going at each other and then um, Sanguinario tells them, hey, you know, I'll get you, I'll get you an Uber right now. You go back to Santana. Because your attitude sucks right now. Um, I'm not sure, I'm not sure what, what happened. I'm like, oh my God, now then. So I'm shut down twice. And then Amy goes, let's go to the casino. Because there's a casino over there in Hammett. I'm not sure where we were. I just, I let Emilio drive. Hammett, Chino. In that area, in the Indio, in that area. Okay, so Emilio wants to go to the casino, and and his friends like, 
No, I don't want to go to the casino, dude. I can't even walk. I don't want to be like a, a I don't know what he said. No, I don't want to go either. I don't, I don't even have a bowl of quarters. I'm not even, I'm not a casino person. So Emilio went to the casino on his own. I don't know. He was gone a couple hours. I don't know. Four or five hours. And me and Saginati, we're hanging out and talking and listening to music and um, nothing heavy. Just, I, I lay my, my head on his lap and he was just in my, my canita, my ball head. And he says, no, I'm giving him a bed. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm just saying, teeth, toothless, hairless, oh, short hair now, like an inch now. Okay, so me and him, it's like 9, I go to sleep at 8.30. He goes to sleep like at 9.30. So we kind of like hung out till 10, and we were talking, and I was getting to know him, like his story, because he has a story, a real story. I'm not going to go into it. But then, okay, I'm going to, I'm just going to, just give me a pillow, give me a little sheet. I don't want nothing heavy. I get kind of warm at night. So he gave me a sheet and a pillow and good night, you know, whatever. And uh, he went to his room, locked his door. I laid down, went to sleep, woke up in the middle of the, middle of the night or two or three in the morning. And I'm like, I, I wasn't sure where I was. And I thought it was Angela or Julian, like, because they always check on me. No, 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 not Angela, not Julian, it's, it's Emilio. Okay, Emilio. You made it okay? That's good. I'm glad you're safe. Whatever. So we talked for a bit, and then we went back to sleep. And then we woke up. Santinario, he's a character. You know, he's a creative. He's an artist, musician, poet, writer, musical. And he gets up, and I got to go to church. I guess he's a born-again Christian. I don't know. After... You know, you do all this shit, and then you become a born again, which is fine. You know, to each his own. I don't judge. I don't criticize. If it helps you, it helps you. I gotta go to church. It's already eight. You guys are gonna have to leave soon. We're like, okay, we're leaving. You told us last night. You know, you're going to church, and we're leaving. And so I got up, brushed my teeth, rinsed my face, drank some tea. Okay, let's go. But then something I didn't want to talk. He was telling me his royal story, his experiences, and it was, it was amazing. I, I listen. I don't just. I don't. I don't just listen. I feel what they're talking about. He sang a song. He played a song that he he, he did for his wife, and he started crying. And I'm like, you you want to cry? Show emotion. Show feeling. That means your life. And I, you know. I appreciate the lyrics. The lyrics were, were profound. And I'm like, wow. Okay, so we leave. Close to 9.30. And we make it, thank God, to Santana. And Emilio's driving. I, I, I can't handle the freeway. It makes me nervous. I think I'm going to get in a crash. They're going to hit me. I'm going to hit them. Okay, so um, me and Emilio, we make it back. And there's an, it's another story between him and Mario. I don't want to go into it. 
But Mario's a boxer. Professional. That's what he does. He's a trainer. Well, I don't know what went down with them, but um, he he punched him. Blacked him out. Mario has a hard punch. Okay. So I don't know. So, so he called them this morning. They haven't talked in a few days. And we go meet our friend over there, uh, Larry. And I get some food. Camarones. Al, al, al veneno. From the, from the marisco truck. They're good. And then we go to Larry's. And then we're, we're all sitting there for like a minute or two. And then Larry and uh, Mario leave. Where'd they go? Are they coming back? What are you supposed to do? Just sit here and look at each other? No, so me and Emilio leave eventually. But you know what? Let's, let's get out of here. I don't know what they're doing. If they're coming back or not. No explanation. No nothing. So that was kind of like the, the end of the day. On my way home, I stopped at um, Tommy Burger. And I got this burger. I said, I want a Tommy Burger. No, they're real good. They're broiled. They're not like sitting there, you know, under the heat lamp. Okay, and it was like $9 for a piece of burger. Like, how much is it? Nine-something. Nine okay. So I ate half of it. And came home. And now I'm sharing the podcast.